<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. We're going to be talking about the Marxist left's assault on this nation, their hatred for all that is America, while the Republican Party has until just recently been acting like it was a Rotary Club luncheon event. No, this is life and death for America. Marxist Dems run the Democratic Party and to one end, to destroy Americans and America. Just look at their policies stripping our southern border down to an imaginary line, turning both sides of that line over to the Mexican drug cartels who ship drugs and death to America, killing hundreds of thousands of our fellow Americans, sex trafficking, illegal alien smuggling, and then there is our own government with unproved vaccines for the population that not only didn't prevent COVID, but in many cases weakened immunity for those with the vaccine. Those Marxist Dems who shut down our schools, creating lasting development harm to our children. And just look at the murderous crime wave raging through our big cities, led by Democrat mayors. And on and on it goes. Today, we take up the current White House crisis, the Biden classified document scandal that worsens by the day and gets crazier by the day. Our guest is the author of The Plot to Overthrow the President and journalist Lee Smith. It's very likely that neither you or I were invited to Davos for the World Economic Forum, so I'll give you all a little quick update. Republicans pulled out of Davos, given that it's not cool now to be a globalist elite if you're in the Republican Party. That's for the Paul Ryan Mitt Romney wing, who love the left but play on the right. They're otherwise known as rhinos. And Davos, by the way, is a nice little village and ski resort in the Swiss Alps where politicians, academics, government types, and political leaders, along with business executives and CEOs from all over the world, fly in to, as much as anything, network and be seen. Davos is the ideological birthplace of such banal phrases as the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And here's my favorite, polycrisis. Those are just some of the humdingers that line the blather hall of fame walls. And speaking of blather and Davos, here's the head man himself, Klaus Schwab, opening the forum today, talking in his usual modest Teutonic tones about, quote, mastering the future, end quote. Here he is. You're welcome to the annual meeting 2023. What does it need to master the future? to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, I could go on to construct and to shape the future. There you have it, mastering the future, mastering the universe, masters of the universe, a modest goal for Herr Klaus, huh? That's not exactly the way we lowly Americans think of things, is it? 
And certainly, Herr Klaus, we are, or we Americans once were, a fairly modest bunch. We get it, Klaus. You want to dominate the world. But you need us poor, gun-toting, God-fearing, hard-working, and fairly ingenious Americans to help you do that. And so far, you've had a lot of luck from corporate America, U.S. multinationals, and the Marxist Dems and rhino neocons who love to mind other people's business, whether it's here in America trying to strip us of our First and Second Amendments, or for a good war, those rhino neocons and Marxist left war hawks will send our troops to some hellhole halfway around the world. They've been very helpful, haven't they? And you Euros seem to be working hard to convince our elites now to push for more leftist policies, to take away our guns, and oh yes, curtail free speech, that nasty free speech. Gotta be honest here, Klaus, I don't like your ideas. I don't like them at all. And most Americans, I'm sure, don't like them at all. And would much prefer our so-called elites just stay home. Maybe have those same elites tell us what they're doing for America and for Americans. Because, Klaus, it just isn't as much as it needs to be. And what those elites are doing to us is a lot more than what they're doing for us. And the American people and our lovely so-called elites need to wake up to what the Marxist Dems and the deep state are doing to our country. We Americans are going to be a little busy cleaning up the mess that they've made with the help of some rhinos. The Biden White House is in DEFCON 5 these days. Biden's outrageous classified document scandal is just inexplicable. But the actions of the Department of Justice have been absolutely sordid. Highly suspicious timelines. They look phony as hell. The document discovery leaked to CBS News. Stupid excuses coming from the White House and the Justice Department. And oh, yes, no FBI raids on the president's Wilmington residence or the communist Chinese-funded Biden think tank, the Penn Biden Center, where the first documents supposedly were, quote-unquote, discovered. And now the Justice Department has given Biden's personal attorneys a free pass to go look for more classified documents and to examine those discovered, quote-unquote, as far back as the 2nd of November, just before the election. To take up all of that and more, we're joined now by Lee Smith. Great to have you with us here on The Great America Show, Lee. This, this Biden scandal, it gets worse by the day, doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty outrageous, but I think it's I think it's useful to understand who these lawyers are um, at the uh, you know, we know that uh, that that Biden has retained former Obama general counsel Bob Bauer. Um, and so that that I think is an indication of how seriously um, worried they are. But there's another lawyer in there that I think is very, very important. And that lawyer is a woman named Dana Remus who was Biden's general counsel, who appears to have left the White House in January. She went over, she started at Covington and Burling in October. Uh, I believe it was October, uh, early October, maybe the second, maybe the fourth. And then it was November, early November, when they say they first found the documents at the mm -hmm. Penn Biden Center. Well, there's something fishy about that timeline right there. Uh, that Obama's gen, uh, or that rather that Biden's former general counsel was part of the team 
that found his documents at the Penn Biden Center. I don't think this was just a matter of uh, hot, high priced lawyers sorting through Biden's belongings at an office he apparently didn't use all that much. I think they had a pretty good indication by the time that she came on board and she started representing Biden in October uh, as, as, as private counsel, not as White House general counsel, but that there was something going on. So I think it was well before uh, early November when they knew that there was something amiss with these with the documents. There's a lot of speculation going on about the timing, uh, some suggesting that even that they, they knew about this months before, mm -hmm. uh, in fact, before the Mar-a-Lago raid on the president's uh, mm -hmm. uh, office and SCIF and, uh, the, and the Secret Service who protect uh, him and his documents. It's really a stunning stuff to think that there's the possibility that they held those documents until after the November 8 election. Don't you think that's amazing? <laughs> I, I, I think it is amazing. Of, of course, though, for, for these people, it's not that surprising they would do something like that. Um, it, it, uh, it, it tells you, sadly, where we, uh, where we are right now governed by a, an astonishingly corrupt a corrupt white house it's it's it, that, that that's what's mind blowing in that context the fact that they would hold notification until after the election that doesn't surprise me all that much does it surprise you they leaked it to cbs news and no one i, I it's, it's interesting i'm as i watch these articles across various outlets uh websites uh, news uh, newscasts i have found one that's pointing out that was a leak to right. CBS News. That wasn't intrepid reporting. Uh, it was a leak to CBS News. They don't identify the reporter. Uh, I have my own speculation about who that reporter might have been. But it, 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 this is a very carefully reported story on the part of the corporate media. That is not an accident either. I totally agree. Look, I mean, I, I think I, I, the first story came out with CBS. My understanding is that lead byline was one of their Chicago uh, bureau reporters, and that's noteworthy because the um, the first uh, U.S. attorney that was tasked wow. to look into this, Lausch, is out of Chicago. Um, right. So we have a, now a pretty good sense, I think, of how this came about. I think there's one very important detail here, though, that uh, and you, this plays into what you were saying about the corporate media. CNN did a published a story sometime last week uh, about how you know about how these documents might have found their way to different Biden uh, residences and offices, and that was oh there was they were packing so hurriedly uh, as Biden was leaving the office of the vice president in January 2017. So uh, essentially, it was an honest mistake. Look, there's another possibility as well. Those documents might have left after Biden, they might have been removed after Biden left office. If we look at the fact that Penn Biden Center did not open till 2018. So look, it's possible that they were moved from one Biden residence to Penn Biden Center. But there's another possibility, too, that those documents were removed from the National Archives after Biden left office. I think that's something I think that's something that uh, that, that we need to look into.
Well, I think we need to look into the National Archives without any question whatsoever and understand what is happening. Uh, the, you know, the sleepy librarians are starting to look like a, uh, an arm of Antifa. They're, they are absolutely ideological. They're involved in uh, calling up the FBI to sick on a former president. This is, this is pretty brave stuff uh, and also well beyond, I, I think we could say, their, uh, their purview, uh, their portfolio. Your thoughts? No, I, I think they're absolutely right. It's an indication of what, uh, of what our bureaucracy looks like. Look, we knew about the FBI. We had indications of the CDC, NIH, F FDA with the COVID stuff. And now we're seeing that even the National Archives, as you say, Lou, that these people are that doctrinaire, they're that driven by a progressive agenda as well, that they're not only protecting Joe Biden, but that they're zeroing in on Donald Trump. Right. It, it tells you what Washington, D.C. is like and what our federal bureaucracy is like. Disgusting and corrupt. Returning to your earlier remark, when you were talking about those those documents might have come from the uh, archives, are you mm. suggesting they were planted? No, I'm suggesting that I'm suggesting that uh, that Biden uh, most likely had someone else remove them. Um, I, and I, I, I think I think that possibly look to theory. I, I th there are other people who I, I know who are entertaining this theory. Um, but I, I think once we look at that theory, we might get a sense of what these documents are about, right? We've seen, oh yeah, Ukraine, Iran, and the UK, right? I think some someone's been reporting that. Correct. Uh, what, what, why the UK? That that makes no sense. Look, the big issue for <laughs> the big issue for Joe Biden since January 2018, when he opened his mouth at the Council on Foreign Relations about uh, he said publicly that he used a $1 billion loan guarantee as a quid pro quo to get the government of Ukraine to fire the prosecutor investigating the company, paying his son more than $50,000 a month. I, I, I think, look, there's lots of reasons for Joe Biden and team Biden to want to, <laughs> to, want to check what the documentation looks like uh, about Ukraine and about China. I imagine that that's what those documents are about. Interesting. And there's so much uh, swirling around here. Uh, let, let's examine first the UK. The UK, of course, was where uh, where Gina Haspel, the director of the CIA, then station chief, uh, was operating. Uh, and uh, and there has been only closeted speculation about uh, what her involvement in the Steele dossier was or could have been. Uh, we, when we talk about Iran, uh, we have obviously a tremendous interest on the part of the Obama-Biden administration uh, in that relationship. Uh, the, the list just keeps going on and on. And we know that the CIA, uh, certainly their entire, almost uh, it is so reported, uh, their entire executive staff was ready to walk out with Jana Haspel if yeah. indeed President Trump fired her. Uh, there, there's a lot happening in our intelligence agencies that needs to be understood. Uh, and of course, it is impossible for the oversight committees and Congress, whether they're the Gang of Eight or whatever gang they want to posit, to understand what they don't know. 
Lua, I just want to go back to one thing you said about how the whole CIA threatened to, or, or large parts of the, uh, you know, senior levels of the CIA threatened to walk out if, if Donald Trump had fired Gina Haspel. I, I heard that and I'm like, that, that, now that's a missed opportunity. That's, that's, that's all it would have taken to clean out people who have been swindling the American public for decades, just fire Gina Haspel. Wow. What a gimme. I, I don't know how accurate that, that story really was. I guess it was relayed by the, uh, um, the former vice president, Mike Pence's spokesman and Cash Patel contested large parts of that story. But if that part was true, wow, I'd, we'd sure like that one back. Well, Lee, particularly because he had to watch over that uh, that uh, den of uh, of snakes uh, as best he could uh, to uh, to neutralize their their evil uh, intents and acts against the president. Uh, so, it, it, as you say, a gimme. A, it would have been a wonderful moment in history to see those uh, all of those people file out and say, "Here." We want uh, real Americans with real values and a respect for That's the Constitution right. of the Republic uh, to take over. That would have been a wonderful moment, as you say. Uh, the moment, unfortunately, did not happen. Uh, what happened instead, of course, is that here we are in 2023, still speculating about the depth and the reach of the deep state, the Marxist Dems, uh, the totalitarian impulses that are throbbing throughout our entire executive branch. I can't think of a, a single uh, department, perhaps there is an agency, that isn't uh, politically corrupt. Lou, I, I'm, I'm always upbeat, and I'm especially upbeat whenever I get a chance to speak with you, because I always have such a great time. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm, I am upbeat, but I mean, uh, again, to come back to the levels of corruption we've seen under the Biden administration, I think we have to go back now. And this is one of the things that is it's hard for us as Americans to do, but I think we have to do it. We have to go back and we have to reassess the different things that we've seen, reassess the different things that we understand about our country. And we have to find the real the real roots, the real core of what it means to be an American and what it means to love this country. We do, we do. I mean, we love this country, but I think it's, it's time for all of us to really reconnect to that because you look and you see all of these different things unfolding before us. And it's not, it's going to be harder for some people to continue to keep their faith in this country. So again, I, I, I we, we need to dig deep right now. Well, I guess that depends on the individual. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fellow who hopes. I I pray. Uh, I'm not a fellow who uh, has to be encouraged uh, personally uh, to try to look at things as they are, not as others will tell us they are or uh, what I would want it to be. We have to, in my judgment, Lee, be realistic and and comprehending at this moment. Uh, maintain a healthy critical judgment and skepticism about anything our government does. I think that, by the way, should be the order of the day for every American at any point in our entire history. Uh, it always has been. 
But of you know, over the course of the last forty or fifty years, we've become a nation of dependency. Right. Uh, we are dependent on a village. So said Hillary Clinton. Uh, Obama tells us we have to be fundamentally transformed, uh, and this president uh, tells us he's going to do whatever the hell he wants because he is, after all, an impaired puppet president, and he can just chalk it up to being, um, well, let's put it this way, less than uh, <laughs> less than he appears. Yeah. It turns out that Americans have taken him at his word and are calling him the president. They think of him as the president. They, they think this government is a government. This is, a, this is an armed assault on America by the federal bureaucracy, the deep state, and the Marxist Dems who drive both this president and the Democrat Party. It is no more complicated than that. And once people come to terms with that, they understand what is happening in this country. This is not about optimism. This isn't about mm-hmm. uh, being a Pollyanna. This isn't about being a cynic or a skeptic or whatever. This is just taking life as it is. And right now, they have their hands around our throats, and they are going to – they're not there to adjust our, uh, our, our collars either. Uh, this, is, this is a mortal assault on the part of the left against America and all she stands for. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And we have it's very hard for lots of people. The, there are lots of people who are still, I guess, in, in what would be called the bargaining stage. But there's nothing about this that's normal. I, I, if, I was speaking with a friend this morning who put it in terms of foreign policy. When this uh, when the United States, when policymakers uh, left and unfortunately right as well, have dealt with totalitarian regimes, whether we're talking about China, whether we're talking about Iran, they'll rationalize it. They'll say, well, OK, so the Iranians, they they they're they're nuts and they they do all these bad things. But fundamentally, they're rational, aren't they? And that's that's how these people explain to themselves what's going on. And it's absolutely false. And we have lots of people who are doing the same thing right now with the United States government. This is not normal. These are not rational people. These are these are very as as Donald Trump put it, I think very well, damaged and sick people. We're looking we're looking at a government at the head of it is an avatar representing a network of very sick and very dark interests. Right. There's nothing horrible about this. Yeah, they are sick in the sense that the the entire federal government, and I mean uh, every department, as I said, uh, is under this under the influence, if not the outright control of, a dark and malignant force, mm-hmm. which is the Marxist Dems in charge of both this president uh, and in charge of this government and the Democrat Party. And we have to come to terms with it because otherwise people are going to be walking into courtrooms expecting they're yeah. not to be an Obama judge. They're not to be a Biden judge. They're not to be a Trump judge uh, or a Clinton judge or a uh, a Bush judge. They're all politically, uh, they're victims of their ideology and their philosophies, no matter how they strain to be impartial. And we've got to understand that. It isn't that we condemn them. But we have to be aware of it and where it is a problem, where it is an issue against the idea of truth, justice and the American way, we have to fight it like hell. 
the only way for us to fight this, as you say, is for us to understand precisely what it is. Now, of course, neither of us are, 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 are counseling, advising our friends and colleagues and neighbors and families and great fellow Americans to go out and do something nuts. Quite the opposite. It's to understand what we're up against here, because that's the only way through it. We're not going to get anywhere by ourselves. I'm, I'm sorry, but think about what you said. There is now such a suppression of the mm -hmm. American spirit, our freedom of speech, our liberty as American citizens, that you felt it was important to say we're not counseling violence yeah, or irrationality. Right, right. uh, you know, what we are counseling is fighting it with every fiber of your being and every cell uh, in your gray matter, uh, because this is not a time to shriek back. And by the way, we don't start from a standpoint of being, uh, you know, uh, some sort of uh, crazy activist. We're not talking about that, as Lee says, but we are talking about being an activist. We are talking about being engaged. We've got millions of Americans walking around this country right now, and they look like they are uh, you know, just sick to their stomachs. Mm -hmm. Others look like they simply are lost and confused or completely, utterly indifferent and apathetic. In any case, any part of that category, if you feel you or a loved one fits in that category, yeah. wrap your arms around them and let's start talking truth to one another. Yeah. These, these Democrats mean to destroy everything we see as the United States of America. I think coming out of the, I mean, you know, my wife and I talk about this probably too much, but looking at what happened during the, I mean, we're we're not entirely out of the COVID era as we know. I mean, the Biden administration still wants people masked on airplanes. But well, we don't. Wait, wait. I mean, I may I say, yeah, we don't know that. We're told that. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, told that right. like all of the other crap we were told right. for the last three years by our federal government, which turned out to be entirely right. Uh, right. It might just be another part of their psychological operations targeting the American people. You're right. So, uh, but well, well, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's a very good point. Thanks. No, all I was going to say is that if you look at what happened during the core of that period the amount of venom and anger and hatred coming from the left, coming from the establishment, just at regular Americans, wear a mask, get a vaccine. If you don't, we're gonna take your property. We're gonna take your children. We're gonna put you in jail. We're gonna take your job. It's, it's absolutely insane. And we can't, uh, as Americans, we can't live in that moment forever, that moment of fear, we shouldn't. But we have to remember, who we're dealing with, and we should never forget what they did, right? Never forget that, because it, if we do, that will be extremely dangerous for us to imagine that these people are anything but what they showed us they are. Well, and, and that's right. Uh, and they tell us what they're going to do, so we shouldn't be surprised. They accuse us of, uh, of being what they are, uh, and that shouldn't surprise any of us. We've had now almost seven years of experience with the mm -hmm. Marxist left in this country and what they're doing. Think about the discussion that we have to have. And, and, you know, poor mom and dad at home with their little kids going, you know, really, are we being bad people? Do we, are we racist? Because uh, there's a CRT thing going around. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if Johnny or Jill is a boy or a girl. And I don't know if I really need to know if somebody wants to change their, their gender 
uh, at uh, in the second grade. I, I mean, are you kidding me? We are nuts as a nation right now. This is a nation scared to speak, scared to act, and scared to demand our traditional values, our constitutional rights, and by God, the truth. And if you're putting up with that, if anyone on this on this listening to this podcast is listen, can put yourself in that category, please, for the sake of this yeah. country and for all you love, right, do something about it. Stand up in your in, in your school board meeting. I don't give a damn how many FBI agents want to come after <laughs> you. I, I'm I'm serious. No, 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 no. You're, 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 you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Look, I mean, you talk about schools, they're, go they're, they're going after children. I mean, that's absolutely insane. This is not normal. This is, this is what we're supposed to do as Americans fight off the predators, right? There's nothing normal about this. The establishment, the press, the Biden administration is normalizing it because they're nuts, but this is not normal. You're right. If people, people are not wrong to feel that they're being that that they're being targeted by lunatics and they have to stand up and do something we all have to stand up and do something we do it together because they're going to keep coming for us and they're going to keep coming for you they're going to keep coming for your kids they're going to come for everything the biden administration has just opened a civil rights investigation into school bans on books to teach grooming right the Biden administration has opened an investigation into a Texas school district for banning sexually explicit books that promote gender theory. Lee, that's this administration. The entire southern border is wide open. The cartels own the border. We have 50,000 Border Patrol agents. We have customs agents. We have uh, people at uh, points of entry. Uh, inspecting, at least saying hello to truck drivers of uh, semis coming across with Lord knows what in, in those trailers. We are a joke right now as a nation because this president and these Marxist Dems aren't joking. They mean to destroy us. And that everybody has got to get their hands around. Yeah. Ha, ha, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's very basic what you said. How did the White House join a partnership with Mexican drug and trafficking cartels? It's absolutely nuts, but it comes back to the same thing. None of this is normal. Americans know it's not normal. They have to respond and realize that, respond through the understanding that this is not normal, this is not okay. And you know what you were talking about? You were talking about the the, the DOJ opening up an investigation, uh, you know, a, 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 about these books. I, I, you know, really nice neighbors of mine. They asked me. They came and said, "So, look, I mean, are are are, are we banning books? Are, are libraries and schools banning books?" I'm like, "No, no, no one is banning books, right? This is not a book burning. This is not Nazi Germany." Different parents around the country are rightly upset that school teachers and administrators are taking it upon themselves to introduce sexual material to children. That's the issue. No one is banning books, and it's right for school parents to get upset about this. If there are school parents out there, 
Keep on fighting. Don't listen to the way that they're trying to paint this. They're trying to paint you as the bad guys. You're the heroes. You yeah, are the heroes. Keep keep the wolves away from your kids. Keep the predators away from them. What's really frightening is to look at this in a larger context. First of all, I'd never heard of a transsexual. I had I don't believe I heard the term I, probably within the last three years is the first time I really heard the term. Uh, I'd heard of transvestites, and I thought yeah. that's what initially this conversation was about. But then it became a matter of surgery and, and uh, sexuality and preference uh, and identification. And this has come upon us uh, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I, I recognize that I may be amongst the last to know about pop culture in this country. <laughs> but uh, the, the reality is there are lots of people who still don't get what they're yeah. doing. Uh, and as you say, this is about, you know, I remember... The idea that there was uh, uh, gender mutilation, mm. you know what that meant to me? A clitorectomy right. by sex and S-E-C-T-S, mm -hmm. uh, Muslim sex, right. in North Africa, in Egypt, right. and various other places. It is now, it is now policy on the part of this administration to permit the mutilation of young girls and boys who aren't even aren't even out of kindergarten for God's sake. And we have to have a discussion about what is right and wrong about that, what is legal and illegal. Do we also get to have a discussion about a medical profession that permits such nonsense, which builds entire clinics for profit around this kind of mutilation? This is madness. It is evil and it is there is no other way to describe it. I, I lived in Egypt uh, about 20 years ago, right after 9-11, and I remember very well this was a—the the State Department, the United States government, was against female genital mutilation, made a very big deal out of it. Added other—this this was the liberal position. All of these barbers who were doing these—because uh, the, the, that's what it was. Doctors wouldn't do it. It was barber shops doing these barbaric— uh, you know, barbaric mutilations of, of, of little girls. And now you're right, Lou, it's an industry. It's not only, a, it's not only an industry, it, it's a value. It's become one of the core values of the regime to defend doctors, right? They, they make it about protecting kids. They're not protecting kids. They're harming children to defend these doctors, to defend these hospitals, these ghoulish figures who are doing this to kids, it's absolutely horrible. And again, the people out there who are responding, your, your, your listeners, when they say that this sounds horrible, they're right, that's their gut instinct. But we have Joe Biden who talks about gender affirming care. So they're trying to legitimize these monstrosities and nice, decent Americans are saying, well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't believe really that doctors would do anything bad or that our government would support really bad things against children. I'm sorry, they are. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, and I'm sorry. If you want to live in La La Land, you know, t you know, turn on, uh, you know, Disney, the Disney Channel, whatever. Watch all the fantasy shows you want, but you're not living a life. Understand that. This is about reality. This is about existential issues that affect this country and all Americans, and people had better understand. This isn't a, a visit to Disneyland. This is America, and it's being turned into something ugly and awful 
by these people who mean us nothing less uh, than the destruction of this great country and this great republic. Uh, we always give our guests, Lee, uh, the opportunity for a, a last word uh, on this podcast. And if you will, your concluding thoughts. Well, I mean, I, I, I think we, we, we pretty much covered it all, especially the idea of, of in, uh, encouraging, insisting, urging Americans to understand what's happening. Let's stop. Let's stop protecting, pretending, and it's under it's understandable why why because it's it, it's very disturbing. It's very scary, and that's what they're doing. That's what the government. That's what the federal bureaucracy. That's what the deep state. That's what many professionals are doing right now. A campaign of demoralization and desecration, trying to scare us and terrorize us. It's effectively a campaign of terror waged against the American people. Hold your head high. You were raised right. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Speak up. Protect your families. Protect your neighbors. Love each other and realize there are wolves at the door. That's what we have to do. See the reality. Protect your loved ones. Protect yourselves. God bless America. God bless America is right. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Lee Smith, as always, a great American. Uh, telling it like it is. Uh, and I want to also congratulate Lee and his wife on her becoming an American citizen. Uh, congratulations to her and to you, Lee. Uh, what a wonderful moment for, for you and always for the country. Uh, wow, Lou, that is so nice. And uh, she'll be thrilled to know that you said that. that. That is so thoughtful. Thank you, Lou. God bless you, man. That is so nice. Thanks. God bless you. Lee Smith. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Lou. Coming up here tomorrow, our guest will be conservative Republican activist Brent Bozell, who is the founder and director of the Media Research Center. We'll be talking about those, those awful communists in the national media that he tracks so we don't have to. That's here tomorrow. And coming up soon, Steve Bannon, Kevin Evans. Thanks for being with us. Until tomorrow, God bless you and America.